up, Internet? You're tuned in to a very special Comics Pals interview. Of course, I am your host, Pete and Bessie, and joining me and Phil today is our friend, Joy Waldinger, the author of Like the Sun Holds the Moon. Joy, what's up? Good morning. Good morning. Hi, guys. <laughs> we got an all Philly-based interview here today. It's the only way. That's right. Greatest city in the world. That's right. <laughs> Well, we're happy to have you here, Joy. Uh, we're here to talk about your book, Like the Sun Holds the Moon. This is uh, your first, I believe your first, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, children's book, correct? Correct. Yeah. Awesome. So uh, for those who aren't familiar with you, aren't familiar with your work, why don't you just briefly you know, let the listeners know who you are and what you do? Absolutely. So um, this is the top of my sixth year teaching in Philadelphia. I recently switched from high school, teaching high school in Philly to teaching elementary school. And about two years ago, um, some friends and I collaborated on um, the children's book that you mentioned, like The Sun Holds the Moon. And it is a story that kind of I've been working with in different ways and different capacities. Um, whether it be in poems or films or um, drawings or stories. Um, and I finally kind of two years ago, my friends and I really hashed it out to create um, a children's book that we feel pretty proud of. We decided to sit on it for two years and, you know, with the pandemic, finally having a moment to <clears throat> dig back into some creative projects, we were able to really um, wrap it up, put it out there, and, and share it with the world. We felt like it was time. So what, uh, what is this book about, Joy? So in this story, a little girl comforts her, uh, her younger brother with a story of how their parents and why their parents can't stay together. So it's kind of meant to, to broach this topic of separation, um, whether it be divorce or adoption um, in that kind of kid-friendly way and to put a little bit more like magic um, into something that can be just so um, challenging for a young person. Yeah, absolutely. You know, dealing with that topic. Um, you know, my parents divorced when I was 13, and this is kind of um, inspired by a story I did tell my, my own sibling um, to comfort them and inspire them. And my, my sister at the time really laughed it off. She's like, what, what are you talking about? Like, what is this, what is this thing you've dreamed up? with our parents being the moon and the sun. Um, but it just really kind of hung around for years. Um, and it just kind of didn't let me go. So I was like, I guess I have to keep working with this and keep getting this out there um, because it just kept hanging on. So I think that's part of, you know, part of why I, I kept coming, coming back to um, that topic. And, you know, having been, you know, my parents divorced when I was 13, that, that kind of formed those formative years. Sure. And, you know, I think it's, it's been really cathartic in many ways, writing about it and, and making work about it. So, so you mentioned um, that you, you toyed with this idea, you know, it started as a story that you told your sister, you've experimented with it in all these different mediums before finally uh, collaborating with, uh, it was Christopher Eads and Xu Chang Jin on the art. So what, what made you decide that this was, you know, finally the medium, right? Like why an illustrated children's book over any of those other places that you'd experimented with this, you know, this theme and these story concepts? Yeah, I think um, taking that topic and focusing it on how to comfort kids who've gone through something similar, I think was a really good way 
um, to do a little bit of like personal healing in regards to like, you know, my own inner child and having gone through that, I think it's also a way to kind of pay it forward, right? So thinking about like next generations and thinking about, you know, what I would hope for, for kids in the future, right? That if they've gone through something like that, that they can bounce back from it, that there's magic in that, um, having something to kind of hold on to. Um, and, you know, when I was kind of conceptualizing this book and I was taking a lot of different um, classes when I was in early college, like philosophy and world religions and kind of the concept of like origin stories and origin tales and kind of like, this is where I feel like, you know, that was for me. Um, and then, you know, having transitioned into an elementary teaching position, I read my students' stories every day, my, my kinder through second graders. So it's a really, you know, I really see um, the impact that literacy and, and, you know, magic that kind of has um, in our, our youth. And I just felt like the kids book was like the right platform for that. Yeah, this definitely sounds like a book that would help the other pals uh, if Pete and I ever got divorced, I would say. That would never happen, Phil. No, of course not. <laughs> uh, so who's who in this situation, then? Are you the sun or the moon? I'm definitely <laughs> the, I'm the moon. Pete's the sun. He's so bright. Yeah, that's true. You're a little bit, you're a little bit more little mysterious moody. than I am. Yeah, a little more moody. Uh, Joy, you said this took a few years to make. Can you kind of walk us through the creative process here? Absolutely. So... You know, I, I think probably more like 10 years ago, I had kind of come up with the idea and then wrestled with it in different ways. And then it was two years ago um, that I connected with um, Christopher Eads, um, a really good friend of mine and an amazing illustrator. And we started doing a little bit of storyboarding, a little bit of character development together. Um, we talked through uh, in that summer, um, you know, what we, what our goals were for the piece. Um, we started thinking about color palettes. We did some work in InDesign. You know, it was a back and forth collaboration. And um, then we connected with Su Chang to help finalize a lot of the, um, the InDesign steps and process to create something that um, we sat on for like two years. And then we we're like, okay, let's throw this out into the world. Um, we found like an online platform to, to get our book out there. So, so you mentioned that um, I think twice now, and I wanted to touch on that. So you said that you guys completed this work and then you've sat on it for two years. Why Why did you sit on it? And then you know, you, you mentioned that COVID kind of presented an opportunity for, for you to push forward, but what was it specifically that made now the time? Absolutely. So I think, I mean, being a teacher um, in in-person schooling, I'm just around the clock always working. So I feel like um, certain creative projects were like, okay, summer, I'll get to that. And, sure. you know, if the summer got really booked up, it kind of got a little bit pushed to the next um, summer. So I think, you know, teaching from home, working virtually, um, you know, not being able to, to do some of the normal things I might do, um, you know, with friends or family, like I, I've, I've had more creative alone time, which I think has been so nourishing, especially um, you know, right now, since, you know, a lot of those decisions to, to stay isolated are to, to help protect other people and to protect oneself. Um, so I think it just, you know, it, it presented itself as a, an opportunity to, to wrap up something and to put something out there 
um, with that extra time. So in this story, uh, the sun and the moon are major kind of players here. Uh, how much research did you do to kind of flesh out ideas behind sun and the moon, kind of these age old concepts in many different cultures? Uh, did you spend a lot of time fleshing that out? Definitely. So I, um, in addition to doing this children's book, I also, I've completed a, like a novel with the same title, similar concept co concepts, but in um, a young adult version, like a young adult novel, um, like The Sun Holds the Moon. And for both of these pieces, I really did a lot of research on um, just, you know, certain mythologies, certain traditions or stories about the sun and the moon um, and seeing different cultures ascribe, you know, femininity or masculinity to them. And I think I was, I think I was traveling a couple years ago and um, brought a really great resource that talked about kind of the mythology of those things um, that helped wrap up the novel. So I think definitely those references really kind of pushed me further into the like yeah keep going with this like there's something to this that other sure. people have noticed about the sun and the moon and they've always been these kind of um, mystical celestial forms right so it's prompted a lot of uh, creative work and i definitely think um you know when i'm doing other writings and stuff i try to to really you know, kind of have this ritual process of, of creating, you know, whether it be a lunar eclipse or a solar eclipse or, or a full moon, um, you know, so, something like that. I think that's that's definitely influenced my work as well. So I'm, I'm interested in, in that because <clears throat> I, I like the idea that, you know, you, you had this concept and then you were able to go and, and do research that kind of validated some of those, you know, those themes that you were playing with, especially from like that young age. But like, what do you think that you at at 13 when you were kind of first formulating the, these characters in this this story as a way to kind of explore the feelings you were feeling about your parents separation like why the sun and the moon um i just think that they've been very constant like you know the sun always rises sets you know the moon is always kind of in this transition phase um i think the, the harder I looked at those things as well, you know, I was able to, I don't know, maybe understand more about myself and, you know, some, some ways that I connect with the sun or the moon, kind of feeling like a composite of both of those beings. Um, yeah, I think, you know, it is, it is interesting why, why those, those two things, um, I think what comes at the end as well of, of my children's book is kind of like that resolution of, you know, even though they, they can't be together, right, they have to be apart at times, um, there is this alignment. And I just, I've always been fascinated um, by the, the concept of an eclipse, you know, eclipse and, and things lining up where things just kind of fall into place. Sure. I've always been very interested in that. And I definitely, you know, hindsight is what kind of gave me when I was looking back on the divorce that's what kind of made me think about the sun and the moon and and those connections um I definitely don't think I was super 
kind of aware of that yet at 13. Um, but yeah, I mean, those are just, just kind of, you know, me reflecting on that now. It's a really good question. So this is available on Amazon right now, and this is available for pretty much anyone to purchase. Uh, simply put, if you could have readers take away one thing from this experience of reading this, what would you like that to be? Um, definitely that um, you shouldn't lose that childlike wonder or, or magic. Kind of keep, um, keep looking up, right? Keep it, um, being curious and exploring. One of the things I, I'm really happy about with this book in particular is the, the ending where once we've gone through that resolution, um, you know, me, Chris Eads, and Su Chang, we, we put together this kind of glossary of terms. So what I really like is at the end of this children's book, um, after the resolution, Chris Eads, Su Chang, and I decided to put together a glossary that really addresses some of these really important science terms that we really want to make sure kids, you know, kind of come away from this children's book with the knowledge of, right? Like things like that we've mentioned in it, like antimatter and like galaxies and eclipses and, um, you know, orbits and UFOs and wormholes, just like these, you know, they're, they're these just crazy things that, you know, our world, you know, with science we've discovered and they're just still so bizarre, like wormholes and I don't know. It's just, it's just fascinating. Um, the more you keep looking and searching, um, the more you discover and the, kind of the more questions you might have. Um, sure. But to, to keep, you know, myself and youth inspired um, to keep searching, searching for those answers and, um, you know, creating your own story, your own narrative, right? So I think like when something happens to us, um, we usually want to be told, why did that happen? You know, like we want some resolution. And I think some things are just unexplainable. We don't know why certain things happen. And I think um, comforting yourself with something, with some sort of narrative um, is a really useful tool, right? Like it's Absolutely. storytelling. Storytelling has been um, around for, you know, since, since humans, right? Since like the dawn of our, our ancestors. And it's a, a really important tool to continue to um, develop, you know, and reinforce who we are, our place in the world, and um, how we fit in. Yeah, I, I'm glad that you brought up the um, the glossary there at the end because I I did really appreciate that, especially because I think it it kind of not only allows you to use some of those bigger words and those you know those more advanced concepts which I think is important in, in pieces for children. I think far too often um, things for kids kind of talk down to them rather than like asking them to to meet, you know, a little bit past their level. Um, so like using like words like composite, I remember I was like, oh, that's a great word. Like I bet a lot of kids would learn that word for the first time here. So I think giving them a tool that allows them to kind of explore themselves and what they're feeling, but that also – you know, challenges them to grow a little bit and, and maybe think beyond themselves, I think is important. So um, I, I did really appreciate that. And with, um, with this children's book, um, I've been able to get it into some local shops in, um, in Philly. 
and there's a shop, a novel idea on Pashunk, and they do like kind of virtual story mornings with um, with students, with parents. And I'm actually going to be doing a like a virtual read aloud of of this children's book and kind of go into some of those topics um, in the glossary. I'm going to be doing that December 13th, um, right before the solar eclipse. Which Ooh, I'm wow, about. that yeah, was so. smooth. So real, real quick, that's December 13th, right? and where is that? Um, it's going to be on a virtual platform. It's going to be on Zoom, most likely, and it's with a novel idea on Pashunk. Nice. And it, I think it's in the morning, I think like around like 11 o'clock, but I'll share out info when I get that soon. Oh. Yeah, great. Yeah, and if you can maybe give us a link, we can throw it in the uh, description here so anybody who listens can go and uh, make sure they get a spot. Oh, Absolutely. Smooth. And while we're on it, Joy, you're quite a prolific artist. Uh, do you have anything else you'd like to promote? Um, so I, I have been, I think, pretty creative during this pandemic time. I've really been trying to utilize um, time, which I feel like I'm way too cognizant of a lot of my life, <laughs> um, that, you know, things, things go so fast in life, especially as you get a little bit older, it kind of goes even faster um, with the years. But yes, I've been doing, um, I've been doing a lot of filmmaking in this kind of pandemic era. Um, a lot of, just a lot of different little creative projects. Um, so I could share out um, my YouTube or any other um, film freeway is another platform I'm usually posting um, filmmaking on. Definitely want to go to that YouTube channel where you can see the music video by Local Heroes, Long Friend, Time Friend, the best band in Philadelphia. So oh, definitely want to check that out. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> One of my best films has the most likes. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that was really fun. Um, yeah, absolutely. I've, I've really enjoyed doing those kind of filmmaking projects, um, supporting uh, different bands and, and um, businesses. I'll be doing a, a logo design for um, this, this up and coming um, small business too. So I'm, I'm trying to do different creative projects and, and stay very busy. Good. Keep them busy. So where, uh, where can people keep up with you if they want to keep up with, with all your creative endeavors? So um, you can check out my Instagram. I newly put together Instagram and realized they changed a lot of things around. So <laughs> I only have a few pictures up there, but J Eliza Wall um, on Instagram um, and my YouTube channel. I think you can just type in Joy Waldinger. I think you just, just find me that way. Um, we'll or have my, links my down below. Yes. <laughs> All right, great. Well, Joy, again, thank you for joining us. Uh, one more time, the book is? Like the Sun Holds the Moon. You got it. There you go. So you can catch it on Amazon. We'll have the link down below. I hope you'll check it out. Joy, thank you again for your time, and we'll catch you guys next time for another Comics Pals interview. Thanks, pals. I want a divorce, son. <gasps> well, I can be your marriage counselor. So. <laughs>